This is Statehouse News. This podcast is a production of the Center for Community Solutions and features select content from the Hannah News Capital Monitor. For a complete version of Statehouse News, as well as other programs and publications, please visit communitysolutions.com. Thank you for joining us. Today is Thursday, February 12, 2015, and this is Episode 6 of Statehouse News. The Joint Medicaid Oversight Committee has released a report on its 2014 activities, including a list of regulatory provisions the group has identified as potentially limiting the program's ability to control costs. The 2014 chair, Senator Dave Burke, and the 2015 chair, Representative Barbara Sears, note in their cover letter to colleagues that these items will be studied in more depth in the year ahead. The following items are those that have been identified as barriers. Payment system. According to the report, the Medicaid payment system needs to be flexible enough to accommodate new payment models and to allow the Medicaid program to effectively manage delivery system changes. Infrastructure. Health care costs across all payers have been rising at an unsustainable rate. Public investment policies in the health care infrastructure should be reviewed to ensure that public projects prioritize areas of critical need and lower the total cost of care. Provider quality. Not only is poor care potentially dangerous for consumers, but poor care by one provider often results in the need for additional health care services. The inability to remove poor quality providers from the Medicaid program limits the effective administration of the program and increases overall costs. Delivery System To benefit from systemic reform and to improve patient care across all providers, the delivery system should be flexible enough to encourage new models of care and to facilitate collaboration between non-traditional partners. Enable better coordination across systems. Better collaboration between agencies and programs is critical to improving not just health, but life outcomes for low-income families and individuals. State staffing constraints. Due to restrictive state human resource policies and a very competitive job market, the Department of Medicaid reports having difficulty attracting and retaining talented staff to manage the state's largest program. Regulatory cost. Out-of-date and cumbersome rules can increase costs. However, the five-year rule review and common sense initiatives processes provide additional bites at the apple for providers that can also increase costs. Data collection and sharing. There are increasing opportunities to increase health system productivity and lower the cost of care through use of big data. Ohio can lead the charge by increasing the availability and transparency of state data for research, innovation, and industry. A panel of Kasich Administration Human Service Directors, led by Office of Health Transformation Director Greg Moody, Wednesday took the House Finance Committee through a more detailed look at the Medicaid-slash-human service provisions included in the governor's proposed fiscal year 16-17 budget, House Bill 64. 
calling it a complicated budget that is as big as the first one and as big as the second one, with many interconnected provisions, Moody looked first at the Medicaid portion, noting that all Medicaid spending is now accounted for in two departments, the Department of Medicaid and the Department of Developmental Disabilities. He said that projected spending for Medicaid is well within the 3% boundaries laid out by the Joint Medicaid Oversight Committee, or JMOC. With the per member, per month, or PMPM increase in fiscal year 16 coming in at 1.38%, and the fiscal year 17, 4.5% from a 2.94% average. Overall, in state-only general revenue fund spending, the governor's proposed budget spends $5.96 billion in fiscal year 16 and $6.33 billion in fiscal year 17. Moody then broke down that spending by broad categories, noting the state moved to spending more on home and community-based services than on institutions six months ago, accomplishing what has long been a goal of moving the state away from the more expensive institutional care. There were a number of questions of Department of Medicaid Director John McCarthy concerning the redetermination of eligibility for Medicaid, where Representative Kevin Boyce said it appears to be leading the mass Medicaid expulsions. McCarthy said that they must do this under federal law, but had not done it over the past year because of the changes enacted, leading to a greater number being affected this time. He said redetermination letters will be going out monthly. In an answer to several questions about the growth of Medicaid spending, Moody said Governor Kasich insists that Medicaid growth not exceed the growth of state revenues. When it goes over that is when Medicaid begins to crowd out other state funding. Representative Mark Romanchuk pressed Moody and McCarthy for longer-term projections out 5, 10, and 15 years for the Medicaid program. Romanchuk said that many more new people came on the Medicaid program than had previously been estimated, telling them that they need to be accurate in their projections. McCarthy responded that they actually are quite close in their projections from this biennium in the aggregate, that enrollment in the expanded program is up, but the enrollment in the traditional Medicaid program is down. Moody pointed out that the program operates in an arena, healthcare, where the costs go up every year. Also joining Moody in the day's panel were Tracy Plauk, Director of the Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services, Kevin Miller, Director of Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, Bonnie Berman, Director of the Department of Aging, and Rick Hodges, Director of the Ohio Department of Health. Tax revenues for the state continued running over estimates through January, although not by much, coming in at $9.3 million, or 0.4%, over for the month and running nearly $214.4 million over estimates so far for fiscal year 15. Revenues through January totaled nearly $12.4 billion for this fiscal year, with nearly $2.1 billion of that coming in late January.
Preliminary figures released Thursday, February 5th by the Office of Budget and Management, or OBM, show that it was primarily the personal income tax that drove the overage, while both the auto and non-auto sales tax were below estimates for January. Compared to fiscal year 14 at this time, the state has brought in $292.9 million more for a total of $12.4 billion, compared to not quite $12.1 billion through January 2014. January 15, however, was down from a year ago, bringing in $46 million, or 2.2% less, than January of 2014. Some excerpts from happenings from the week of February 2, 2015. While Office of Budget and Management Director Tim Keene predicted the state will end fiscal year 15 with a $970.4 million surplus based on current information and testimony Tuesday before the House Finance Committee, Legislative Service Commission Executive Director Mark Flanders testified later in the day that the number is $29 million higher, according to the estimates of his economists. That would put the estimated surplus at just shy of $1 billion. Two separate accidents have temporarily sidelined two legislators. Senator Bob Peterson was injured in an accident in Pickaway County Tuesday evening, but is expected to make a full recovery. Meanwhile, the Toledo Blade reported that Representative Teresa Fetter suffered an acute concussion and was on bed rest after she was involved in an accident on January 21st in Toledo. The car she was driving was struck by another vehicle that had run a stop sign, the newspaper said. Fetter is expected to return to session next week. And Secretary of State John Husted said Wednesday that he is concerned new federal actions on immigration could lead to non-citizens casting ballots in upcoming elections. Husted sent a letter to President Barack Obama saying that the president's immigration accountability executive actions may grant millions more access to valid forms of identification used to register to vote, allowing more non-citizens to illegally register and vote. And some notable quotes from around Capitol Square. I can't explain Washington, D.C. to you. Transportation Director Jerry Ray discussing the federal government's inability to make long-term decisions on highway funding during a House Finance and Appropriations Committee hearing. It's a rare treat when multiple witnesses tell the public where to find drugs in my district. Representative Dan Ramos, during a transportation budget hearing, after both public safety and transportation officials mentioned recent large drug seizures in Lorain County. I need everyone's full attention, please. I lost a game in the same way the Seahawks did, and I don't want anybody getting on the coach about it, okay? Senator Cliff Height, addressing the Senate Agriculture Committee, the former high school football coach said during a homecoming game his son threw an interception similar to that Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson did in the Super Bowl, 
Many fans have criticized Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll's play call to throw the ball near the goal line. Thank you for joining us. Please visit www.communitysolutions.com for more information and other publications.